It's a uh, grace note, grace note identification by ear. Okay. Do you feel like you could handle it? If sure. it doesn't go well, I'll, I'll, I'll bury the footage. No one will ever know. Okay. So here's what you get in this game show to orient yourself. I'm going to play a GDE on low A and that's how you yeah. get oriented to my chanter. You, that's mm -hmm. what you get. And then yeah. you can't see my fingers and I'm going to play grace notes and you have to tell me what grace note it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's your GDE. Okay. Okay. So keeping it simple at the beginning, I'm going to be playing on low A. And I'm going okay. to kind of scoot so I'm hiding behind the mic so you can't see my fingers here. Yeah, and I won't look. I won't look okay. at the screen. I'll okay. try and do this legit. Honor system. There we go. Okay. That was G grace note. Nailed it. But I did open with the easy ones. Okay, here's another one for you. Can I hear it one more time? Yep. Okay, that's a D grace note. Nailed it. Here's another one. Still on low A. Uh, it sounds like a G grace note again, but it wouldn't be surprised if you try to sneak an F grace note in. Ah, uh, that's exactly what I did. I snuck in an F grace note. Yeah. Which, right? Like, if we're talking relative on the scale, it's F sharp. Like, it's only a half step off. Like, yeah. Understandable to think it sounded like a G. It would have a very similar effect. And then, like, the practice chainer can kind of be. Uh, it can be harder on the practice channel. It would be super easy on the pipes. That's very true. To, like if I blow harder and stuff like that, yeah, I definitely would throw it off for sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, one more, one more here. Um, but I'm going to play it on a different note. Okay. So that's going to throw okay. it off a little bit. Okay. Here we go. That's a D grace note on C. Nailed it. Do you yeah. like this game? You want to do a few more? Or is that enough for an experiment? I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, if you fool me, it's just going to be a fluke alas yeah. yep you seem it seems like you've maybe listened to a lot of grace notes in your time yeah yeah i really have yep i can spot them by eye and i can i can hear them by ear as well which a lot of people don't <laughs> a lot of students especially like when they first you know when they first come up against against isn't the right word i'm not against and anybody but like when they when they when they are listened to by by someone who's like a real expert in these matters. Like, and maybe in a critical in situation too. Yeah. And like, you know, you got to get your grace notes in the right order. And I, and, mm. and oftentimes a person will start off in denial that anyone could even really tell the difference, uh, but you yeah. can, For you sure. can. And it's like, and it's less about the grace note being correct. Uh, and it's more about the grace note system. That's like a real backbone. That's like a real backbone thing that all, I'm going to use the word real, but like all, uh, let, let's maybe change that to like all master pipers are going to be masters of the grace note system. Mm. So when you hear something that's out of place, it's instantly apparent to any, um, to any master player because that grace note system is, is a real bedrock fundamental that you use every day. Mm. Like I, I was telling this to students yesterday at the dojo, like how is it possible when you see a person like me or Stuart Little or Jack Lee, you notice how I group myself in with those guys? I, Just yep, make yep, sure. Yep. <laughs> I try to do that as often as I can. Yeah. But when you see a player who can literally rattle off thousands of tunes, yeah, you know, uh, like you, you could name any one of literally 5,000 tunes. And for a guy like Jack Lee, maybe it's like 10,000 or something. Yeah. But like, how is it possible to have that many tunes stored in your memory, right? And the way that that's possible 
I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty convinced, is that, uh, is that we have complex compression algorithms in our minds, okay? And a big part of that, just like, just like you would compress a WAV file into an MP3 file, right? There are patterns that exist, and once you fully have control over those patterns, right, it allows you to compress information smaller and smaller. So totally like, makes sense. All, all bagpipe tunes, and by all, I mean 99.9%, use the exact same system of mm -hmm. grace noting, right? And by the way, highlights of the system include G grace notes go on the beat, D grace notes don't go on the beat, but would support a G grace note and typically come immediately after, if it's possible to play a grace note, a D grace note in that position, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have strikes and E grace notes. Uh, but anyway, that system, if you, the more tunes that you play, the more you realize that that is a specific, basically unchanging pattern that's the same across all tunes. Makes so, when so you, much sense. I think that's why right? you, you could hand a melody to four different pipers. If they've all been playing for enough years, they'll probably come up with a very similar grace note set. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that's absolutely like one of the things, even if they came up with slightly different supporting grace notes, the G grace notes would all be in the same yeah, spot, yeah. which would be on the downbeats. And by the way, uh, that would be default, right? And then, you know, you might, you might take artistic license with the grace note system. That's definitely going to happen. But we're talking about the base, the base set of rules. It's always the same. Mm -hmm. And then some tunes are interesting because the composer took liberties with those basic rules, which yeah. is cool. We like that. Uh, but it's, it's all a derivative of the original system. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and by the way, those changes, those, those exceptions to the rule you can store in your hard drive, but that's basically all you have to store because then you have algorithms to store the rest. Uh, and that's just like a computer would compress, you know, an audio or a video file, you know, a bagpiper can compress tunes into their mind because they all follow the same basic patterns. And by the way, the, ryth the rhythmic patterns, which I'm sure we'll talk about on another episode, the rhythmic patterns are the same. You know, there's basically three knobs you can turn uh, you know, to create different bagpipe grooves. We call them grooves, which are basically just rhythmic patterns. Uh, but once you understand that all jigs have the exact same rhythmic groove, right, that allows you to compress all jigs into a very small piece of information. And then you can extract it again later. Uh, and melody notes follow patterns as well. We've got scale runs and arpeggios, and some people uh, insist that pentatonic scales are a big deal. I'm kind of anti-pentatonic scale, but I get it, you know. Uh, but there's probably something there. Uh, it just seems like too many syllables. Pentatonic. Seems should <laughs> be utterly unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Anything more than two syllables, uh, in my experience, is going to go over the head of a lot of musicians. <laughs> I think that, that, that'll make a clip right there. I think that was solid. Yeah, exactly. Throw that up on so social media. That'd yeah, there we go. Uh, but anyway, we got off track there talking about compression. But oh, yeah, yeah, grace notes. Yeah, grace notes are really interesting. And then, like, there's probably an element of identifying relative, uh, 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 you know, identifying relative pitches as well. Sure, yeah. Tonal memory, if not perfect pitch, one or the other, right? And then there's probably a quality timbre aspect as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, all of those things over time, when you have, like, I don't know if it's hundreds of thousands, probably is at this point. When you have like hundreds of thousands, maybe not, that's a lot. When you have tens of thousands of hours spent listening to practice channers, like I think you just pick up on it. Mm. 
That's yeah. interesting because probably a lot of us actually have more hours logged listening to bagpipes than, but instructors probably have a lot more <laughs> hours logged yeah. listening to practice channers. Yeah, I think I think you log a lot of practice channer listening hours uh, if you ever belong to a band because you know that's bands true. Sitting around the table, spend a lot of time yeah. sitting around the table. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Mm. I've Grace notes felt... are cool. Grace notes are cool. There's our tag. <laughs> yeah, it's probably outside the point, but I have always felt like one of the funnest one of one of the funnest things to do when listening to a player whether it's a recording or somebody live is to focus out of the melody and focus into the grace notes instead and yes. they often present their own counter melody line which is a lot of that can be a lot of fun yeah if if anything it's almost like grace notes are kind of like the rhythm section mm, yeah. so it's like yeah. so it's like when you listen to a, a a rock band but then you listen specifically to the drummer kind of zoom like in that, on the drums yeah yeah, and the the grace notes are basically, um, uh, grace notes are basically just you're you're just playing percussion uh, on top of the melody. It's really kind of interesting, mm. and and we have to do that as pipers, right? Like, so we don't have, you know, how would most instruments uh, provide the percussive articulative aspect of their mm. music, right? Like a Stop violinist would bow, yeah. yeah, a violinist would would bow the note or pluck it or some combination or there's probably even other stuff uh, that I don't that I'm not aware of, aware of. Uh, and then a clarin other woodwind instruments would typically use their tongue. Right. Like those things are not available for pipers. We don't have a direct connection to any of the reeds that are playing. And so mm. when it comes to the finger work, we need an articulation slash percussion slash rhythm. We need like a device to be able to help us. Uh, and that's what that's what grace notes are used for. Mm. And that's what they are. And it starts off, you know, um, it's grace notes begin as just note separation devices. Uh, but then later it, it evolves into, you know, providing that rhythmic structure. Uh, and which, by the way, is directly related to that grace note system we were talking about. Like there's a reason that the high G grace note is the one that we use on all the downbeats. There's a logistical reason, which is the G grace note works on the most number of notes and I'll right. actually, there's actually one grace it. note there's there's one grace note that works on more notes than the high g grace note which is the thumb grace note yeah. right but the thumb grace note is extremely like ergonomically not convenient right. to use and it causes you to give away your grip uh which we kind of need like we kind of need that leverage so the, anyway g grace note obvious candidate uh, logistically, but it's also the best candidate audibly because it's the highest in pitch. Mm. So just kind of like a metronome or a hi-hat symbol, right? We've got that thing that's high, that's highest in pitch, just kind of marking out the basic moments, the beat, the downbeat. And then we have those lower in pitch ones, you know, kind of like a tom-tom drum or something like that, that can kind of color the uh, inside of the beats uh, mm. where necessary or separate notes that are less important than beat notes pretty well and it's you can sort of logically see how the grace note system has evolved hey everybody andrew douglas here from the piper's dojo and i just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast if you enjoyed what you heard here today it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us if you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using 
to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.